0: all right Uh, welcome back for another episode of the living clean podcast we are through steps one two and three and we're moving on into the clean house section of the step working uh which is four through eleven and today oh wait before i do that i almost forgot Uh, how could i forget my name is mason s i'm an addict with me as always is my co-host tk yeah 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 and today we're joined by jason g um jason how are you doing brother
1: i'm fucking blessed dude (laughs) i am blessed
0: hey we woke up clean another day i don't know what it looks like in california i know it's hot here it's 90 plus degrees humid but i didn't use no dope today
1: Hey, it, it was 87 out here. It was just beautiful. We have a wow. beautiful day out here. So, can't get much better than that.
0: No. Um. So, if you want to start with uh your clean date and give your home group a shout out. Okay. Uh, I got clean
1: in February 28th, 1989. My home group is the Madera Unity Group of Narcotics Anonymous in Madera, California. And... Uh, great group we have live meetings but we also have some meetings that are hybrid so uh, and we have some zoom meetings so we can get people to come in from all over so that's kind of cool
0: that is cool um i know that's not real common where we're at so will you talk about how that looks for just a second for people who may have never experienced a, a hybrid meeting
1: well when 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 covid happened we started online meetings and what happened was is uh those online meetings started growing and we get people from all over the country coming and so when they opened up the building and we had a place to go we didn't want to cut off the people who've been coming so we just brought in the you know brought in the phone turn it on and you know we're all part of the same group right so we all love on each other whether we're live or online
0: yeah that's such a cool concept too and um why don't you touch on like will you walk us through what it looks like when somebody on the screen wants to share versus in the room how do they how do they do that
1: Usually they raise their hand and we call on them you know and hopefully we get some people that aren't bombers cuz every time we'll get bombers and they're not raising their hand if you know what I'm talking about
2: <laughs> Yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and we have yeah. we have to cut them off and kick them out pretty quick but but uh you know it happens sometimes
0: Yeah and for those of you listening that don't know, a bomber is somebody who got the information for the meeting and comes on just to be a dick. You no,
1: know, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think of them um, like when I was a kid, we used to throw snowballs and tomatoes at cars.
0: Right. When They're... I was
1: like 14. So I just think it shows kids being mischief. I think they might be future addicts getting ready to come in the room. We've even had one of them do the readings for us before he started acting out. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. all right so before we get into our topic of step four today we'd like to let everybody get some insight on who jason is and how you found narcotics anonymous and you know what your journey's been like since 1989
1: man i'm so blessed you know like i said i'm an addict my name's jason and i stumbled into the rooms of narcotics anonymous because uh well my work threw me into rehab and uh the rehab was a $10,000 basic tax because they introduced me to narcotics anonymous. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I was fortunate enough where I got to come in and I got to find people who love me and help help guide me through the steps and the traditions and, and help take me by the hand. And I did a lot of crazy shit when I first got here and that's okay because, uh, I managed to be able to stick around and stay for a minute and, and, and enjoy life. And I mean, my life's so good. I, uh, I I've been clean for 34 years. My my dad when he was uh when I was 11 years old and he was 35 years old, he OD'd in the backyard. Mm. So I think that's pretty cool. I've been clean almost as long as he's been alive. Um I met my wife in the rooms at Narcotics Anonymous. And and in August here we're going to be celebrating 27 years married. She's 30 years clean and it's kind of cool. She's never seen me load it. I've never seen her load it. We got three kids and a grandkid. None of them seen me load it or her loaded. They've seen us pissed a few times, but they've never seen us load it. You know, so I stay connected there and I stay connected with the group there. Are, I got a lot of, a lot of people that I know from, from all over the world in Narcotics Anonymous and my circle's been growing and, and it's just so cool. And, uh, you know, I just feel blessed to be part of the, you know, the bigger hole, just a part of the picture and part of the bigger hole, man, because, uh, you know, nobody stumbles in here for no reason at all. And, and, and I just feel grateful that I get to be part of it all. Yeah. So,
0: so let's touch on something that I don't think we've had the opportunity to talk about on the podcast yet. Um, what is it like managing your own personal recovery and staying out of your spouse's recovery or is that something that you try to do
1: oh this is beautiful we we look i've sponsored people and my wife sponsors people and some of my sponsees have hooked up with my wife's sponsees and didn't want to tell their sponsors about it (laughs) So, so that's kind of funny and then the other thing is is that i don't talk to my wife about my sponsees and she doesn't talk to about her responses but what i find and what seems to work is the spiritual principles and the traditions see because the steps help me to deal with what's going on with me and help me get my life straight but the traditions help me to get along with others so with the with the first tradition you know we got the selflessness with the second tradition we got god-centeredness third tradition we have we have the tolerance to accept others as they are and welcome and love everybody. The fourth tradition, I got to allow. Dude, that's a hard with wife and kids and sponsees and everything to allow them to be their own person and get my bullshit out of the way. That's that's autonomy right there. And, you know, and of course, it all bottoms down to the love and the fifth tradition, you know, but the traditions, I think, are what's so important. You know, that's what gets me in trouble. You know, I mean, and it, it, it's almost pretty clear. You know, I don't lend stuff that's not mine. You know, like the sixth tradition where you don't lend the N.A. name. Well, yep. you know what? I'm not lending my wife shit or stuff that's not mine. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not co-signing for nobody anymore. <laughs> you know, so we, we learned this.
0: You know, um, Travis brought up the back to the basics. And um, in the back to the basics, it always asks you when you go over a tradition, How can you apply this outside of the rooms? And I thought it was interesting how you talked about your relationship with your spouse and taking the principles from the traditions and applying those to your relationships. And it seems to be working just fine 27 years later.
1: That's right. We've been together for 30. And uh, I'm glad because, you know, when I when when we got together, all we had was the basic text. And there was nothing in that book about waiting a fucking year. so. So uh, you know she had about six months clean, and and uh, I'm I'm glad we hooked up, man, because we got the life we have today. Who knows if I didn't, someone else might have. <laughs> no <laughs> so doubt, I, I feel pretty blessed. And and uh, you know the traditions are the traditions are it. Um, I do the back to the basics. I helped Antoinette when we wrote the back to the gray. The back to the gray. I did the 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 audio portion with that with her, and and um, and then the other thing is is that the uh there's a there's other literature out there i mean we got a wealth of literature that's been written by our predecessors that hasn't been gone through the system like but you mentioned back to the basics another, another one there's actually a, a little thing out there called work in the traditions and relationships which is a cool book and then there's also another one that i like to use and and that is uh and and that is it's greg wrote it it's it's uh and I can't think of the name of it, but I can picture it. But it's work in the traditions and it's the principles in the traditions, studying the principles of the traditions.
0: I actually have mine. that book. Yes.
1: Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about then? I cannot think of the name of it for the life of me right now, but I got it in the room. But that's the one
0: I work. I go. It's, I a, work it's a little orange book.
1: Yeah. Well, it's orange. Sometimes they're printed. Sometimes white,
0: it's blue. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Mine's 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 uh, an off white, but it's a great book
0: but it's strictly the traditions that's it that's all straight traditions and
1: and uh when i work with my sponsees we you know one of them's here right now when i work my sponsees we work the step and the tradition and and uh with the tradition we just try to pull spiritual principles out of the step and incorporate that into our lives and the spiritual principle from the tradition incorporate the principle of the tradition in my life now i was talking to one guy and i changed it recently Because we used to do step one, tradition one, step two, tradition two, step three, tradition three. However, I don't do that anymore. I do step one, tradition one. Then I do step two, step three, then tradition two and tradition three. And the reason being is, is because step two is about the higher power, but step three is about God. Now, it's not fair to have a guy talk about God before they've got there because the step two tradition is all about God. Follow me? So mm, God doesn't yeah. come into play until the third step, but he comes into play big time in the second tradition. So it's not it's not fair to throw that whole God thing out there before we've gotten to that step yet. So I go one, one, two, three, two, three, then four, four, five, five, six, six in that order.
0: That is really cool. I've never heard it put like that before, but you're absolutely correct. Uh tradition two is it's all about God yeah
1: tradition two is all about God but yep. step two is higher power higher yep. power higher power it doesn't it doesn't go into God until we get to to test to step three
0: yeah what an yeah. interesting perspective um so let's talk about some of the service that you've been involved in um i keep up with you on on social a little bit what about uh h and i what's that meant to you
1: so i do h and i I've been doing H and I since I early early recovery. I used to go into the juvenile halls, and 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 I've done that for a while. I also do the phone lines. When I first came in in 1989, it went like this: I had about 90 days clean. They said, "Who wants to do the phone lines?" I said, "I'll help." They said, "Here, carry the pager for three days," (laughs) and we had the little pager that we used to have to carry. So that's what it was like then. And H and I, we didn't have to get clearance or anything; we just show up and go. So I've done H and I, but then I also do this. The, the highest form of service is reaching out to newcomers and welcome newcomers, picking up bass trays, loving on each other and doing that. And I also go into the prison, not as H&I. Like the H&I will go into the prison and they'll go to one meeting a month because that's a meeting they're scheduled into the prison. Well, I'll get clearance to go into the prison and then I'll go into the yards and I'll help those guys with the NA meetings that they've started. They don't get to see anybody. Since I'm not with H&I, I can go in with myself. And then I can also get meetings started in the in, in the prisons. So I, I really prefer it that way. If I can go in on my own and not worry about going in under the umbrella of H&I, so I don't have the the rules, <laughs> so I can just go over there as another addict attending another meeting because I ain't no different from those guys in there, just like none of us are any different in here from anyone else. We're all the same in Narcotics Anonymous. And whether you're free or, or locked up or, or no matter how much clean time you have or you know whether you come in here saying you're sober or not you know what we love y'all we're just glad you're here and welcome everybody
0: yeah i kind of like um the idea of going into the prison and just attending a meeting as another addict rather than somebody who's putting on a presentation that would be (laughs) that would be uh a big relief sometimes because you feel a lot of pressure too from h and i you know it's for me it's kind of like uh you know, you got your good days and your bad days with everything. And then when you're the one that's presenting in a, when I have a bad day, man, sometimes I may make in a, I may give in a black eye, you know, just because I'm not feeling spiritually fit. We'll
2: just get prayed up before you go in there. Yeah,
1: I yeah, but you know, I I didn't invent this thing. There's a there's a meeting in in Oregon, Salem, Oregon. It's at Oregon State Penitentiary. It's the oldest meeting in Oregon. It's yeah, called the Hole in the Wall group. Hole
0: in the Wall. We're in Hole. In hole. Yeah, I knew that because we're from Hole in Wall, which everybody calls Hole in the Wall.
1: The Hole in the Wall group, you get clearance from the warden to go in there. You go in there as a regular addict. It's their meeting. They call on you to share. And when they call on you to share, you just do your thing. It's really fucking cool. They, when I went in there, they even gave me a little certificate that they all signed saying thanks for coming in. It was really neat, man.
0: So they make their own key tags, their own medallions, their own N.A. literature. I mean, I mean, their own um, uh, shirts and different they things.
1: Said, they There's a shirt that's hung that's hung in. Well, as you walk in the door there, there's a shirt that's hung in the door. And I got I'm going to tell you the story about it. And before I go tell you, the thing, they made this that the, uh, Oregon State Penitentiary. They do it as fundraisers, but they made one and they sent it to England to Eric Clapton. Now he signed it, took a picture of himself with the shirt on, and sent it back to him. Now, when you go in there, there's as you walk in the facility in the behind the glass panel there, there's a case and it's got the Hole in the Wall Group T-shirt with Eric Clapton's signature and a little picture of him wearing the shirt. There, it's really cool. Thought that, that was a class move.
0: That is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Eric, and, Cla-
0: if you'll look, Eric Clapton's sitting just right there. That's right.
1: He's he's got a, (laughs) they do a lot of fundraisers and I got a medallion. It's, it's, it's carved. It's, it's silver. And it's got the guy inside the hall, the hole, like inside the rock. Breaking out. Like, yeah. Breaking out. And then on the back, it says Jason G 22889. It's so cool. It's a personalized medallion that came from the hole in the wall group. Love it. Love it. You know, so pretty right. blessed to be able to just know people and get things like that.
0: Yeah, or just to go to that meeting in general. That's pretty. I mean that that is awesome.
1: Anyone can go. You just need to get clearance and go out over to Salem, Oregon.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. So before we get into step four, the dreaded step, the four. dreaded step. I they always say. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you don't feel that way about it, because that's that's kind of what we're wanting to do is shine some light on step four and 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 show people that it's not the big bad monster that a lot of people early in recovery are you know, are so scared of. Yeah, it's... the
2: ghost in the closet that they talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nah, but before we that. get to that, um, let's talk about, I'm you know, since 1989, I'm sure there's been some hard times oh what were some of those hard times and how did you find yourself through them
1: when when um when when the market was screaming i quit my job and got into the real estate business and i started flipping houses i was doing real estate seminars across the united states working for the international association of investors doing real estate seminars so i was teaching all these classes teaching how to buy people to buy property with no money down. I had like 30 houses. Then the market crashed. Mm. We lost everything. We lost what well, we had. Well, we had too many mortgages. We lost all of our houses, including the house that we were living in. I had a wife with three kids. My father-in-law was living with me and things were a mess. It was really a rough time, but we went to meetings we stayed connected with God. As a matter of fact, I think it strengthened the relationship with God. I realized that all that stuff that was happening before wasn't about me. It was just a gift of God in the first place. Because my head was getting pretty big when I was doing all that other stuff, and uh, it, it helped me recenter. and And my wife went through it too. I mean, it, it was rough, but we went through it, and uh, we're still clean. We 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 did well, and and she didn't leave me. <laughs>
2: Awesome. <laughs> which, which could, which was definitely an option you know <laughs> it's amazing how that connection with god gets gets a lot better when it hits the fan
1: yeah that's right mm-hmm. uh, it's always like that until a debtor and and until in an utter desperation we sought help you know well, but that's why i god. like that's why i like the original third step prayer in the gray book the best cuz we got the one that was written by jim miller that we all say now take my will in my life guide me in my recovery and show me how to live However, the original third step prayer of the gray book says, God, I've made a mess of my life. I can't solve my problems. And I ask you to take care of me and show me how to live. Thy will be done. I love that. Because yeah. one, it goes straight to the source God. Two, it goes to the emission of defeat right off the bat. I can't. You can. Take it. You know, it's. I love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, thank God you made it through the other side uh because what you were 20 hey. plus years or working on 20 years when that happened i'm i think, I, think
1: I had like 17 or 18 i was yeah. pretty close
0: yeah so and, and
1: Trisha, my wife she had like 15 so we were we had a little bit of time when it happened
0: do you find it hard to see those things coming whenever you know you've been on such a good role for so long and
1: look I go to NA meetings today every day because every day we get a new set of cards dealt out. If I knew what cards were coming, I wouldn't need to go to NA, but I don't know. Every day is a new hand, brother. Yeah. So I need to learn how to play the hand, learn how to live through this thing. Every day we get a new hand.
0: That's it. That's it. All right. Travis, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, let's roll right into our topic. If you would, Travis, read it for us. <laughs>
2: Oh, step four. We made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves.
0: All right. So moral, moral inventory,
2: moral. What does moral mean?
0: Jason, what do you got for us on step four?
1: Well, you know what? I think the easiest way to do this is to tell you how I did it the first time, the second time, and the third time.
2: Let's It'll do it. Minute, but beautiful. if I
1: tell you that, it's going to, that's going to make it real clear. So the first time that I did these steps, I was working with my sponsor and I wanted to get the steps done fast. My goal. Now this may not be the best because it was based on ego. You got to understand I was pretty new. I had about nine cleans clean. And my goal was to get that fourth and fifth step done before my roommate. That way I could tell my roommate, dude, I got my shit together. What about you? You need to get your stuff together. Right? So what I did was I, I, had a sponsor and back in those days we didn't have a lot of the stuff that we had today so we actually had this four column thing that we did so i went and i went down to the college and i made the four columns and i printed off a whole bunch of different papers and i started to put things down my brother my mom my ex-wife myself and i started checking the columns like a checkoff box because i was going to get this damn thing done fast so i did it half-assed I did it fast, and I did my, my fifth step. And, and uh, thank God they say there's no incorrect way to do it, because <laughs> I did it in order to get it done, and that's what it was for. Well, the second time, after my sponsor fired me and I had to get another sponsor because of the way that I was living, that's another story. Anyway, after the second time I did it, I did it with another sponsor, and I went through it. And I I think we went through it kind of like uh, working the fourth step out of the fourth step guide, the, the, the little, the light brown one. And when I did it through the light brown one, we went through it. I had a ton of paper. And I remember, and I know this is fifth step, but I want to share it with you. Uh, I had a ton of papers that I brought. And he had me bring the first fourth step that I wrote and the second fourth step that I wrote. And he took me out by the railroad tracks and he goes, throw it on the ground. He goes, we're going to pour some lighter fluid on here and burn it. I said, what the, you're going to burn it. I said, you don't know how much time I spent into this. You don't know how much time I wrote this. You don't know what I put into this. You're going to ask me to burn this. I've been carrying this around for a year. He said, Jason, you haven't been carrying this around for a year. You've been carrying this around for your whole life. It's about time that we burn this. We give it to God and we let it go because you don't need to carry this around anymore. So we did that. We burnt it. We prayed. And I gave it to God. So the third time I was doing my fourth step with another sponsor, because that sponsor had gone, uh, he passed, I believe. Anyway, I went to another sponsor and I was working with my other sponsor and I was struggling with the fourth step. I was trying to write my mom down there. I was trying to write things down there. And I, as a matter of fact, even during that fourth step, I remember I got off work one day and I had $3,000 cash because the boss was paying me under the table cash. I had $3,000 cash. I put it in my backpack. I was looking to get my credit straight so I could buy a house. My credit report was in there. My fourth step was in my backpack. My glasses were in my backpack. Just all kinds of things were in my backpack. I went to this meeting to meet my wife. When I came out, somebody busted the trunk, the the window of the car and stole my backpack. I called my sponsors. I said, dude, man, they stole it. They stole everything. What am I going to do? My life's a mess. And you know what the the guy told me? He goes, you know what? Maybe if you were honest with your fourth step the first time, you wouldn't have to rewrite it over again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, bottom line is I did start to write it again, but I was still struggling. And what I found out after talking to my sponsor is I was trying to pick up some of that stuff that I had in my first fourth steps, but it wasn't there no more. It was gone. See, the fourth Mm -hmm. steps, when you take an inventory and you go through your fridge, that's like the fourth step. And you go in there and you say, okay, what do we got here that's no good? This milk is bad. Throw it out. Well, I was still looking for the book that I threw out last time. I was trying to dig up stuff that wasn't there no more. So that's kind of how I look at it today. And, and you know, if we keep on top of it, we don't have to keep doing it. If we keep throwing stuff out every day and we keep that, and we keep that, that stuff clean, you know, um, the way I look at the fourth step is a lot like this. And I don't know if you guys have this, but you have that one junk drawer, you know, where you throw all the ketchup things and you throw the paperclips and everything and it goes all in this drawer and pretty soon this drawer packs up and it's full of shit. And then you think, okay, I don't have much room in this drawer no more. So there's this room in the house that I have or the garage and I'm just gonna start throwing shit in the garage. So you got this box full of shit in this room and it's got piled what stuff. And, and then there's more stuff that you throw in there and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And every time I look in there, that room gets, it's just a mess, just full of old junk. And I do not want to clean that mess. I don't even want to look at the mess to see how bad it is. Cause I know it's there, right? But that's how the ports is, it, it's scary. I don't want to look at the mess, but I know, you know, dude, if you clean it and you keep on top of it, it doesn't have to gather like this all the time, but eventually you're going to clean it or it's going to be your whole house is a mess. So that's kind of how I see the fourth step. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I find out I'm not as great as I thought I was, and I'm not as bad as I thought I was. I'm not going to go into a post office and kill everybody. And I'm definitely not going to be nominated as a saint. You know, it just (laughs) does not happen that way. You know, I'm just a human being. No more, no less. That's it. And, and, uh, that's what I get out of that.
2: Yeah. You know, so I, many people approach that step as, as it's like death, you know? Yes. Like, oh my gosh. And sometimes I wonder if it's not just laziness that you know what? I, don't, I, think, I don't think I want to write all this shit down.
1: I think it's just, you need the courage to open up the room and start cleaning up the mess. I think the, the, the spiritual principle of the fourth step is courage. You know, we need to look at it. We need to clean it. We start going through this stuff and it's not going to be as bad once we see it and expose it in the light for what it really is. But some of those things that those dark things that um, grow in our minds, like and and, you know, there's there's things there and and um, they'll get bigger or we make them bigger than what they really are. And we need to expose it for what it
2: really is.
0: Yeah,
2: I remember I asked my sponsor about, you know, what about this? What about that? And he said, if it comes to you ahead, write it down. We'll go over it later. He's like, approach this step yes. as if there was no fifth step. Like, you wouldn't going to tell me all this stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So and-, and the fear of doing that and sharing it with somebody, if you forget about that, you, that you're going to share this with somebody, you know, and just write it down. I remember I was putting asterisks in places. I was like, well, I'll share this with him if, you <laughs> know, and, you know, it was, but he told me this crazy story in the beginning. And it was like, I did tell this guy anything.
1: That's right. <laughs> I do that with my sponsors. I tell them some crazy stuff. And then there's that joke. I don't know if you heard the fourth. So, so the guy's at his fifth step and he's sitting there giving his fifth, fifth step to a sponsor. And the sponsor goes, no, man, I know you're holding something back. There's something else there. You got to be honest with me. What is it? He goes, no, no, I told you everything. He goes, no, no, I can feel it. There's something there. What is it? What is it? He goes, man, I don't know. He goes, yeah, you know, come on, tell me, get it out. You 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 know you only sick as your secrets it's exposed in the light tell me what it is, and he said okay, you know when I was loaded that one day I fucked a chicken, <laughs> and yeah. the, and the sponsor said did you split yours in two when you did yours too <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there it is man you know what we're, we're, there's nothing in narcotics anonymous that hasn't been done before. We're all the same in here. You know, some of the things that I was afraid to tell, I, I share all the time with my sponsors now because you know what? It, it's those fears. Once we expose them into the light and see what they are, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, recently, I just studied and, and I got a certificate for hypnotism, like I do hypnotism too. And the same theories that are there are there. You know, these dark secrets, once they're exposed in the light, they get seen for what they are. Well, shoot, I knew that when I did the fourth step. I didn't have oh. to go to class to learn that.
0: You know, I love that um, the idea of the room becomes so full of shit (laughs) that we don't want to even look at it. We just avoid it at all costs. And, you know, that's what we've been doing. We've had all this emotional and spiritual bullshit inside of us that it's so much easier just to deflect and to distract and numb, whatever we got to do. Anything but going in and starting with the first box and going through all that stuff. (laughs)
1: And I think a lot of addicts have rooms like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> shit, we've been storing for years. That no jump that's no good anymore for nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Travis, what about the advice you got, Travis, when he was doing his four step? He uh, he went up to this old timer. I don't know if he was seeking sympathy or just good advice or whatever. But what did the old timer tell oh, yeah. you?
2: Yeah, he's like just don't be a chicken shit coward and just do the step, you know? And I was like, well, I'm definitely doing it now. There ain't no way I'm not going to do it. You know? And it it was, uh, and like I was talking a minute ago, you know, I was calling my sponsor about every single thing that I was, you know, like almost to the point, like, I'm sure he thought, is this, is this guy going to do this step, you know, like over the phone, you know, does he think he's going to get it done? You know, like, and I remember, you know, like going through it. And he, he told me, he's like, you better not call me when it comes to assets. You better not call me in that section. And I was like, okay. You know, and of course we look at it as if it's so bad, like everything we're going to write down is bad. We find a lot of good stuff about ourselves as well.
0: Yeah. You spot it. You got it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for me
0: on the four step, um, you know, my sponsor was teaching me that, hey, look, there's more to that. This. this is not a confession, right? Like, if you just wanted to go make a confession, you do that with a priest. He kind of just broke it down with me, you know, and said, we're going to look at this stuff that's caused all this pain, and then we're going to work on that through five, six, seven, and then we're going to get you prepared to be able to make an amends so that it's not you're not saying I'm sorry anymore. If we don't inventory this stuff and see why you did the thing that you need to make these amends for, then you're just saying, I'm sorry again. And the mm-hmm. an amends is I'm not that person anymore. I don't act that way anymore. And without an inventory, I, we can't, I don't believe we can ever get there. You know? So I think that's why it's such a crucial part of this process is so that we can discover that stuff. And then also like Travis mentioned the assets too. You know, things that we can grow on.
1: Yeah, they're 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 in order for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're in order for a reason. I think that's what you were getting at right there.
0: That's yep. it.
1: So yeah. So uh I I I uh I found out that that when I did it, it was scary, but after I did it, it wasn't so scary so no more. And probably doing it half-assed the first time was probably the best thing for me. So I, I don't encourage anyone to worry about that. You didn't put enough. I mean, it doesn't have to be too big. Just try to get it done. Do that. Cause you can always go back and do it again. And you know what? You can always put more later. More will be revealed. It's
0: even like you said, even if your motivation is off, just do it anyway. Yeah. 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 Right. Like even if you want to beat your guy that you're in the halfway house with, just do it anyway.
1: Mine was purely out of ego. I can tell you that
0: <laughs> it was purely out of ego. Hey, but here you are still clean, you know? That's right.
2: So That's right. <laughs> I remember yeah. my four step when it came around, it was, it was so crazy because uh, I was working a job through the week. I was working a job on the weekend. I was like, how am I going to get time to get to it? You know? And I mean, it rained like seven inches that week. I didn't do nothing but write. You know? So, I mean, it, uh, it was God doing for me, what I couldn't do for myself.
1: I, I went back to college. In the middle of mine, and what I found out was that as long as I was going to meetings and staying connected and working the steps, I was okay, and my grades were okay. You know, if I went to school too, but if I just went to school and tried to focus on that and didn't do the other side, my grades suffered as well Mm. because my head wasn't all there. So you know, you gotta, you gotta, I gotta feed that spiritual side in order to be okay with Jason, in order to do shit, because I just can't function unless I get my shit together.
0: That's it. Well, Jason, we've sure enjoyed having you on here and sharing your experience, strength, and hope with the four-step and telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, Before we get off here, the thing that we usually always do is ask the person who's joined us uh, to give his message to the newcomer or the person that's struggling, or maybe it's somebody that's stuck on that four-step and scared to death.
1: So This is my favorite thing here. Look, if you're new and you're in Narcotics Anonymous, welcome, we love you. If you're young and you have that old timer that comes in here and says to you, hey, I've spilled more than you've used. Maybe you need to use some more. Fuck them. If they didn't spill so much, maybe they could have got here sooner. You know, if, <laughs> if, if you're in here and you come from another fellowship, Welcome, we love you. If you happen to say that awful cuss word around here, sober, welcome, we love you. If you're in here and you have time and, you know, you use that one time, but you're saying you still have the clean time, dude, welcome, we love you, but honest, clean time's the way to go. I'm just telling you, it's so much better. And if you're you're suffering, new or old, like, you know, if you've been here for a while, and, you know, you, you lost your wife or you found out you got cancer or, or you're going through a divorce. It, anything. It doesn't matter. Welcome. We love you. Pain shared is pain lesson. If you're new, share with us. If someone tells you to take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth, we know how to use. Fuck them. That's not in the basic text. That's not our literature. Our literature says pain shared is pain lessened. So listen, share with us. It says we feel part of the whole when we share. So share with us, let us know who you are. We can't help you if, we, if you don't know who you are. And that includes the guy with a lot of time who's suffering or the woman with a lot of time who's suffering. Share with us what's going on so that we can do this together. Cause we can get through anything together. We can't do it alone, but we can do it together. So there's hope and there's freedom in Narcotics Anonymous. It's not only about the other thing they say, work the steps or die motherfucker. That's not in our literature too. We work the steps to find out what those principles are. But when we have those principles in our life, we change the way that we live. And that's the miracle of narcotics anonymous. I'm not the same fool that I used to be. As a matter of fact, if you really read the steps and you go to the 12th step, in every edition, it says, our words and our literature are meaningless unless we live it. Our lives and our actions give it way more meaning than our words and our literature ever could. So that said. And we mentioned it earlier today. If you spot it, you got it. So if you can see it, addicts in the room loving on each other and you can see that love, that means that love's inside you because you spotted it. You got it. So you can share that love with others. As remember, our literature says that we get great joy when an addict with one day clean tells an addict with, with no clean, t- or our with two days clean tells an addict with one day clean that it's going to be okay and you're going to be able to get through it. Man, we help each other. And I never know who the addict that's going to carry the message is. So if you're new, welcome. If, if One other thing. And and if you're going to mention anything, if I fought with you at the business meeting and you called me a motherfucker, listen, welcome. We love you. Keep coming back. If, if you're going to come in the room and you're going to talk about Jesus, Satan, Buddha, Allah, whatever, I don't care. Welcome. We love you. Keep coming back. This is the Love Fellowship. We love each other in here. Together, we stay clean. Together, we make things happen. And together, miracles happen. So if you're new, man, I am so glad you're here. And I encourage you to please share with us. Please let us know what's going on, because you may be the guy that ends up saving my life. Anyway, that's pretty much what I got for the new people.
0: Boom. I don't know what else could be said. Thank you so much. And thank everybody for listening. We will be back next week going over step five.